I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Scant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The The Remedy. Remedy. Well, hello, and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tova and... Janice and... Kevin. Hey, hey. Here we are. Yet again, another week of The Remedy. How are you guys today? Good. Yutoba is Thank strutting you. her stuff. <laughs> she can walk on those legs. Oh, I need to get my legs back. I mean, not that I ever had <laughs> oh, legs your like legs you, but... Like, oh, well, pff, you have beautiful legs. You and Mary Catherine have my favorite legs. No, I have... I have great girl legs. You do have amazing <laughs> legs. I will say that, Kev. I think you have amazing legs. Oh, I would love to have some. I don't have any shape to my legs. They look like toothpicks. Yeah. Well, you know what? Everybody wants what they don't have. So. I guess. Grass Maybe my greener. next go round. Yeah. Well, mm. next. I wonder go round how I'm going to look sure. that next go round. It better not be. <laughs> we better only get better. Ah. If hope we so. come back and we're not. Surely God <laughs> is good enough to do that, don't you think? And we're not even better looking than we already are. Imagine uh, that. That's going to be tough to beat. But I have faith. We have faith in you, God. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's exactly right. And maybe I may want to be a little richer too. <laughs> For sure. We, yeah. we, I was just talking about what a good trust fund baby I'd be. <laughs> I would be too. You, you listen to me, God? I'll be generous. <laughs> Next time. I'll be kind. I'll be thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be real giving. Be traveling. Okay, speaking of great legs, we got to thank our sponsor for today, Julie Cooper. Do you know her? Oh, I do know Julie. She is a doll she is so darling she you did you know she used to live across the street from us oh you told me that when yes, you know, when, she when was we were on Bryn Mawr right? yes oh my gosh uh Kurt and I built a house on Bryn Mawr and when Bryn started kindergarten we moved we lived in Lakewood and then we moved to the park cities just so we could have the schools mm-hmm. and um and she lived across the street from us is she the same age as one of your girls? No. She, well, no. She's in between. So okay. she had an older sister, Whitney, and then she had a sister, Allison. I am so impressed that I remember Seriously, their names. This is really good. I'm like, wow. Oh, I think my. I, I think hope, I'm getting smarter. I hope my neighbors. <laughs> 20, 30, 40 years from now, we're expecting oh my me to gosh, remember I am so names. impressed with me. So Whitney was like probably um, two or three, two years older than Bren, and then Allison was a year ahead of Bren, and Julie must have been be- between Bren and Wesley. So well, and Blair, her and Blair are close yoga to yoga. People. Yeah, because yeah. they're both yeah. yoga instructors. It was so funny because. The first, I think it was at your birthday party when she came up to me and she oh. said, do you know who I am? And and Blair had said, Julie Cooper, she lives lived across the street from us. And I just wasn't, you know, I just kind of went in and out. And then she came up and she said, hi, I'm Julie. And I lived across the street from her. I'm like, oh, my gosh, because she kind of looks like she did. She was the most precious 
she was beautiful. Oh, she's she beautiful now, is. and she was beautiful then. Oh, she is. She is just. And what's hard to believe is as beautiful as she is on the outside is is she's even more beautiful on the inside. Oh, she what has a compliment, Tova. Oh, she she's in that Bible study that I have right before. Well, she wasn't there today, yeah, was she? She was here today. Oh my God, when I was here. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't even. I don't even think I've realized that. I, I don't think I've realized that I think it I just kind of try to sliver in. Yeah. And Me well, too. We're, you know, I don't want to be. finishing up while they're, well, or we're finishing up Bible study while y'all are getting ready. We're about to start podcast, so there's some overlap. But I know y'all are so kind and respectful. But yeah, she's here every, and she is faithful. But she is, she is just, she always says the most enlightening things. She's just a really special human. Her mother her mother, I haven't seen her. Is her mother still alive? She is. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen her in a long time, but she was so sweet. She was a really, really, really lovely woman. Well, that, that apple that, did isn't not. Isn't that fun? Yeah. How does, I mean, just, and we moved to Chicago. Oh, wow. And, you know, we lived in Chicago for three and a half I years. Forgot, I always forget when you tell me that. It's like the yeah. first time I've heard it every time, but I'm kind of jealous of that little stint. It was fun. We lived in a, in a, suburb called Kenilworth and it was on the North Shore so you probably heard of, of Wilmette and oh, Winnetka yeah. uh-huh. so we were in between Kenilworth is a really small little village and we were in between the two I think the population was like 1200 in this little village and so hmm. and um and so we 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 left and went there for like three years and then came back I just I lo- I love little adventures like that. Yeah, it was it was fun. I I honestly and truly think Chicago is the best city in the country. Wow! I love that city. What is it? What well, what makes you say that? Clean, the food and the food, the shopping, the water, the, water, the shopping's insane. The trains run. I mean, you can yeah, set your you're right. watch to the trains. Mm-hmm. You got the Cubs, but the winter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. One day, I the girls were in school, and Brynn and Wesley, well, all of them went to this little school called the Sears School. And, like, they didn't even have a hot lunch program, so the kids came home for lunch. I was like, what? <laughs> when do y'all have lunch? <laughs> but so, um, so one day when Blair was young, and so we were going into the grocery store, and it was so, there was wind chill, minus 70. No. Yes. And I breathed in, what? and my nose hairs froze. And you I could your not, lungs would freeze. You could not. You could not wear post earrings because they would freeze to your ears. Oh, good lord! It was no. Yeah, I don't know. I could do that. No. Oh, y'all, it that's too was, cold. I mean, I was. We had flown from Lubbock back to Kenilworth, and I handed the 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 luggage guy a five dollar bill, and it broke in half. No mm-hmm. way. It froze and broke in half. I've never heard of that in my life. The coldest I've ever been was after I ran the Chicago Marathon. And it's in October, November. Yeah. And it's cold then. It, was, it snows then. It snowed. It was sleeting while I was finishing up. And uh, Topher and I both ran it together. And we were so dumb. We at the <laughs> we're at the starting line. We knew we would split up. Uh huh. And I said, you know, just whenever you feel like you can go ahead, or if you want to go faster, yeah. like go. 
and we'll meet right here at this red balloon. Okay? All right. Right here at this red balloon. There are a bunch of different red balloons? There's like 50,000 <laughs> red balloons <laughs> and so <laughs> I finished the ma- he beat me and but I still had a, my <laughs> best marathon time I did it in 338 and so I go to the red balloon and I'm like doo, 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 and I, and then your body starts to mm-hmm. freeze because mm-hmm. it's trying to replenish yeah. you know repair from all of the from 26 miles and I have no money I'm four miles from my hotel it's like 21 degrees sleeting and i can't find tofer how long were you out there waiting for how'd you find him well i soon discovered that there were lots of red balloons <laughs> and then i was like shit and so i started looking at other red balloons i couldn't find him and so i i was wearing shorts and a long sleeve shirt oh my gosh and i was like <laughs> <laughs> Like literally like dying. And I was walking, limping back again, <laughs> limping back <laughs> again. again, limping back to the hotel where we were staying. I could see it. You but you walk an additional four miles after running a marathon? Yes. <laughs> and so I get asleep. I get sucks. off the, the like there was, a, you know, as you can imagine, it was super crowded. And and I finally get far enough away that there's cars because they shut down a bunch of the roads for the marathon. I finally get to the place where there's cars, and this is the sweetest thing, y'all. A cab stopped, and he was like, where are you going? Because he saw how miserable I was. And I said, I'm going to the W, and he said, get in. And he took me. And so I probably only walked about a mile and a half extra. Oh, my gosh. And I said, I promise I will pay you when we when you dropped me off and he said it's okay don't worry about it and he did he just dropped me off at the w and was Topher there when you got there yeah he was <laughs> sitting outside under the heat lamps on a couch like and waiting for me like i mean he was like i mean we, we didn't have our cell phones yeah. we didn't have oh idiot. my this gosh. was 2000 like uh i don't know 2008 2007, 2008, and it's the last marathon I ever ran. Well, I tell you what, that, that, <laughs> that snow, because it does, it starts in November, and I remember in May calling one of my good friends, and I was like, what are you doing, Catherine? And she goes, planting flowers, and it was snowing in Chicago, oh, and I thought, I get me out, out of here. Yeah, it just lasts and too long, cicadas. and it's too cold. Have you ever heard about the cicadas? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was a seven-year cicada thing. That's like biblical. Yeah, I told my mom. I said I feel like freaking Moses. Yeah. I mean, they come up. They come up from the ground. Uh They mate. Uh They drop their shells. Come out. They drop their shells Uh and they burrow back into the earth and they come up every seven years. And the sidewalks are covered with cicadas Ugh. and and they're in the trees and there's so many of them that it sounds like spaceships yeah. like that <laughs> no it's a <laughs> i mean it was oh my gosh <laughs> I, I i'm a i'm a texas girl i yeah. had to come home <laughs> yeah but what a fun little i mean no it was really fun and we made some really good friends and 
it's a fantastic city. It yeah. really is. It's it is. a great city. And I agree with you. If it's not freezing, it's, it's yeah. there's nothing better. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> so I love our topic today. I think it's a really important topic. We are talking about how to successfully resolve conflict. I know mm-hmm. we have discussed this before. I think we've even had dedicated podcast toward it but I mean I'm in a relationship I have lots of relationships whether it's my children or Mm -hmm. Craig or y'all whether you know work I mean conflict comes up Mm -hmm. it does it does regardless of the relationship regardless of the love Um, and you know what conflict should come up when we've talked about it if you're in a relationship where you're like well we never have conflict I'm not saying fight But if you are in a relationship where you don't have conflict um, or get a little agitated or get a little like that's on my nerves or I mean, there's we're human. Well, and that's and sometimes that's part of the problem is that people are trying to avoid any sort of conflict and they avoid avoid if something's bothering them, they don't they try not to talk about it because they don't want to start a fight or they don't, they feel like, oh, they talk themselves out of it. Oh, I should just be grateful for what I have and not talk mm-hmm. about the thing that's bothering me or what I want or any of that. And then that really can turn into a resentment and it builds up inside. And then it oftentimes will come out sideways mm-hmm. or you'll just be a passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important. I think it's important. Or you'll that- just be a like angry driver. Yeah. Like it comes out. <laughs> You know, it manifests in your life. That's right. That's a good, that's a really good point. There will be another way for that to leak out of your Mm -hmm. body. There's a bunch of angry people in this world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes the punishment doesn't fit the crime. Like you'll, you'll cut someone off and they'll like, and you get Uh the finger and it's like, okay, that was not about Uh that. You know, Uh that was not Uh about that. But then you're like, what? what what is unresolved in that in that person's life yeah. that that was an option for him to lose his shit like that yeah. on me no it's true yeah it's really true so it, it, it does come out yeah and i think so i think there's some basic guidelines that mm-hmm. it's this is not rocket science but i think there's some real basic things that we can point out in order to teach you if you're having trouble with this some ways that you can communicate better about it so that you can resolve the conflict instead of harbor it. Mm -hmm. Because I know, I mean, I know the feeling of being annoyed or something like that and and me not talking about it and it seems to get bigger and heavier. Mm -hmm. I can feel it in my chest. If I'm, if I'm not talking about something. Me too. I've, you feel it in your chest. I I, feel it in my gut. You do. I feel it right in my chest. Where do you feel it in your body, Kev? If you have tension with somebody, your left arm. (laughs) I don't (laughs) know. I'm trying to, trying to put myself (laughs) in that situation. So like if you, if you're annoyed with Elise. Stomach, I think. Oh yeah. yeah. Mine too. Yeah. Mine's in my stomach. Like right here. Mm Mm-hmm. If, if I'm upset, it get or or I could just feel it bubbling in my throat. I get throat. physically hot also. Me too. Oh, you do? Yeah. I oh, do too. I don't. Stress, like something really stressful suddenly can do that too. Mm-hmm. Right? It's getting yeah. really hot. Mm-hmm. Aren't our bodies interesting? <laughs> because they'll tell us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cute yeah. little Erica who, who, uh-huh. who's been helping me. Whenever she gets uh, about something, she gets embarrassed or she gets... She gets a rash on her neck. Oh, she it's does. It's the cutest That's thing cute. in the world. And she's like, 
look at look at I'm I'm nervous I'm nervous like it's so cute but like I've never had a rash on my body no like because I'm nervous no but that's her manifestation yeah, yeah that's interesting uh huh and you do you see some people get that rosacea mm-hmm. or or just get red get red mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some people like have a nervous to, like they they shake their legs a lot or mm-hmm. they bite their lip or mm-hmm. they you know they they're we have chew nuances. on a pen yeah yeah. We have things we do. So one of the things that you taught me, um, and I use use it in premarital counseling, uh, Janice, is losing strategies. You taught you taught um, me this years ago when I was married. Actually, that oftentimes in conflict we tend as people as humans to gravitate towards one of five losing strategies. So whether it's we have to be right, or we're in control, or we withdraw or we retaliate, or we have this unbridled self-expression, we tend to gravitate towards, and most of the time it's it's because of our family of origin. Yeah, it's because yeah, we learned that. We learned it from mm-hmm. our parents. Mm-hmm. My mom was unbridled self-expression, mm-hmm. and my dad was a withdrawer. Mm-hmm. I, I, so What's yours? Both, both, uh-huh. both of those. I, I withdraw first, uh-huh. and I don't withdraw... I 99.9% of the time I do not withdraw because I'm processing or I don't withdraw in a healthy way. Uh-huh. I withdraw to punish uh-huh. somebody mm-hmm. for the way that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not uh-huh. So more passive aggressive? Yes. Yeah. And then after I withdraw, then I start to talk and then I can't stop talking. Uh-huh. So unbridled self-expression. So uh-huh. I am a combination of my parents. Mm-hmm. What, where do so- y'all gravitate? I probably do pretty much like you do. The um, I'll withdraw, but it's pretty obvious. I know that, I mean, Tom can always spot it. Because I think when I withdraw, I think that there is probably negative energy that mm-hmm. is leaving my body. Me too. And he can pick up on it, yeah. you know, because he'll, yeah. he'll typically say what's wrong. And I'll, I might say nothing. My mother would say nothing. <laughs> You know, with and, her lips that uh-huh, tight, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you know, and then he'll be like, "No, come on, talk to me about it." I know, I know, there's something going on with you, mm. and it's just it's hard for me because I I I wasn't raised being able to express those things. Mm. You know, if if I was mad at my parents, I don't remember ever saying. I'm so mad at you guys because you're being too strict about this. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And my children have told me that punishment is ridiculous or that consequences. Uh uh, I mean, they tell me things that we would have never said to our parents. And think about that. So they say that consequence is ridiculous. And you say, you know, I totally understand why you think that's ridiculous, Mm -hmm. but that's the way it's going to be. It's my house, my rules, and you live here. Yeah. And you take my Venmos and eat my food. So Yeah. Too bad. So sad. <laughs> we don't do it. We don't eat, eat any of her food, do no. we? Not anymore. We did when she first was out on the meal train. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, and I had more food than I could oh, eat in a lifetime. It was the most amazing refrigerator oh. I've ever seen. It's, you ate those uh, the protein balls. Those protein balls. <laughs> balls were so... Peanut butter balls that were amazing. Oh, those were good. Those were so, and I Caroline made, Richardson made those. Mm, oh, they were shoot. so good. So what about you, Kevin? What do you do? God, if I'm feeling defensive, then I, I'm pretty overtly aggressive. So, oh, are so you a retaliator? You are yeah. You, 
I feel bad. My sister just said something the other day when I was with my parents that I vehemently disagreed with, and I immediately just got reactionary. And I hate when I do that. What'd you I, do? I called her an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I felt really bad. I'm like, that was an overreaction. But <laughs> if, I'm de- if I'm feeling defensive, I get offensive. Uh-huh. What does she say? Like when you said you're an asshole, what did she She was say? totally calm about it. Wow. And I apologized shortly thereafter. Kudos but... to her for being calm. <laughs> you yeah. called me an asshole. I'd be like... Well, well, she's right. like, I know you're under some pressure right now. And she's like, that's why it's, I'm not taking that personally. And I'm like, well, uh-huh. I didn't mean to do that, you know. That's kind. Uh-huh, that is what kind. What a good sister. So those, all of those strategies. She was being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. She is I mean, the opposite of Janice. She loves to insert her opinion without anyone asking for it. Like, oh. loves to give advice that was totally oh, unsolicited. Oh, yeah. She needs to learn how to ask for it. Yeah. And then she won't get her feelings hurt. Yeah. So, Yeah. And by the way, when and that's you my ask control for thing. it, when someone says you should do this, oh, I'm yeah. like, tell yeah. me you want to, you know, that's yeah. I remember one saying something like that when Tom and I first got married, telling him he needed to do something, and he was like, "You are not the boss of me," <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, oh I'm not okay. okay. <laughs> are you sure?" <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I hate when I'm not the boss of you. My, my mom was... Even though you uh, probably kind of are. I mean, yeah, I Elise is kind of the so, boss of me. Really. Yeah. <laughs> he, Tom has learned, though, that it makes me happier if he makes up the bed every now and then. He's really nice about that. Mm. But those losing strategies in a lot of this conflict resolution, it's from Terrence Real, mm-hmm. who is one of the guys uh, with whom I trained for a long time. He's a, um, He's an amazing therapist he does the good morning america start on on relationships and stuff and he did just had a uh a conference with gwyneth paltrow wow yeah so it was pretty cool but anyway he's he has a book called the new rules of marriage and it's really good and it's the one of the things that i recommend that couples read because it kind of it talks about all this a lot of this stuff that we're using, but I didn't I didn't want to take credit for it. It's Terry's stuff, but it's incredible. But it it really is. And when you figure out what your losing strategy is, then you can correct that. Yeah, you've got to be on board, and you've got to be mm-hmm. willing to breathe and maybe take a break before mm-hmm. you come back in and try to be or even reasonable. Acknowledge that you actually do engage. A lot of people don't want to admit that they engage in one of these losing strategies. No, and they'll you know, defend it. You don't want to see it. Mm. They'll right. defend it. Well, I well, was you, right. I well, was right. But you, da, da, da. Yeah. I love when people try to blame me for you. You got me all frustrated. And so, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not in charge of your feelings. <laughs> or your behavior. So stop no. Yeah, you pushed you. me to that. Yeah. Yeah. I really hate it when people blame me for why they behave the way they do. Or their behavior. Yeah. Or their thoughts. Yeah. You no. know? Yeah. But what I tell couples, and I think this is, a, you were saying it just as much, I just, I'm going to say it another way, is if we are engaging in any of those strategies mm-hmm. in conflict, they're called losing strategies because if you're doing it, the relationship is losing. That's right. That's I do right. feel, though, I'm a person that's very difficult to really make me angry. Uh, it just doesn't happen very often. I think that you just get push, 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 push. I think that you might hold stuff in, and so then when that, when the the, the dam breaks, when the dam breaks, <laughs> then your sister's an asshole. Yeah, you know, and and so I think you, I think you're just like everybody else, and all of us have a lot of emotions and a lot of feelings, and 
you know, I think that you don't like to have a lot of emotions or a lot of feelings, but I hate that you do because you're (laughs) human. And so I think it just builds, 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 builds. And I also think that you never want to burden people with your feelings or emotions, but the people who love you never feel burdened by you. And I hate that because it's something I can't control. Yeah. Yeah. Emotions at all, you know? Well, if you talk about them, they'll dissipate and then you will have a little control over those feelings. You don't have control with the creation of them because you're human and you're going to have those, but you do have control with what you do with those. And as, as we practice talking about it, then we do feel more like we're in more control. Mm -hmm. And, and part of that is, is if your partner is willing to listen Mm -hmm then that makes it so much easier oh, yeah. oh, for yeah. people to listen. And one of the things that I do, I learned to do, was um, was when if, if Tom is talking about something and I f- think I have a really good rebuttal or something to say and I'm dying to interrupt him, I will put my tongue between my teeth mm. and I'll hold my tongue there mm. until he finishes. I need to practice that. Uh-huh. Yeah, me too. And then, and then once he's quit pontificating or, or his or talking about whatever his opinion is on it, and he definitely has the right to that. Of course. Then I can then I can talk and not because when we get uh, that and and that being a, interrupting somebody in the middle of when they're trying to express themselves is an offensive move. Yeah. And then sure. you're going to get more defense because it mm-hmm. is like a football game. Mm-hmm. The more you push against it, the more they're going to push back against it, yeah. up against you. And then what happens, and, and I'm sure you see this all the time, now the problem has become layered. So there was the original conflict. Right. Now we're engaging in one of these five losing strategies. And now not only do we have to deal with the, the OG conflict, but now we also have to deal with the fact that I've called you an asshole. Mm-hmm. Or I mm-hmm. lost my temper, or mm-hmm. I, or I'm dead dog silent. Yeah, or yeah. Now I've got to apologize for ignoring you for two days. Mm-hmm. Or so we layer, and that's why how I think you told us, Janice, that and that there's been there's been studies that have shown. I think it was actually Dr. Barnes that was on our podcast who told us that uh-huh. that effective how effective. And how quickly the problem is going to get resolved is determined in the first two minutes of the conflict. Like how well it's going to go or how badly it's going to go. Interesting. I did not tell you that. So it must have been he. Yeah, it must have been Dr. Barnes. uh But I found I never forgot that because I thought it's so true. Like how how well or how not well we behave in those first two minutes Mm -hmm. has a big plays a big in big and how quickly and how effectively the conflict mm-hmm. is going to get resolved. Mm-hmm. You know, I, when, uh, my, when Kurt and I, he's my first husband, when we were married, I had no skills, mm. no skills. And I would, we would go at it with each other. I mean, we would fight. I would cry. He might call me names and I would call him names. I mean, it was and this is before I became a therapist, thank goodness. <laughs> but, uh, but it, you know, but it was terrible mm. because we would fight. Tom and I have had probably two, 
raising our voice fight since we've been together mm. because he's not a fighter. I mean, he would. He'll mm-hmm. come if I, you know, but I'm mindful of that. Mm-hmm. If I push him, he'll come back. If he pushes me, I'll come back. And so we just really don't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and one of the things that you, you can want do, to do it well, we want to do it well because mm-hmm. we want to resolve it. And mm-hmm. one of the things you can do if you have trouble with, you know, losing it and using words that are not going to be helpful, then take a break, Mm -hmm. you know, take a time out. You can, there are signals that you can use, you know, like making a tea with your two hands and saying that's a time out. We break Mm -hmm. for, I tell my couples, you can break for an hour, maybe two hours, but never overnight. You know, Mm -hmm. I want you to, even if you address the issue briefly before you go to bed and say, hey, something like, hey, I've thought about this. I I think it's too late for us to get into it tonight, but would you be willing for us to talk about this tomorrow? So you negotiate. I would be able to sleep then. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I like to resolve things too. Well, I think that if if you will schedule a time... Well, clearly, you've already addressed it a little bit because mm-hmm. you know that there's something going on. Mm-hmm. But if you say, rather than us get into this tonight, let's schedule a time where we can meet together and discuss it. And so then you know you have a resolution date mm-hmm. and not and not three days from now, like mm-hmm. the next day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you do that, you have that in your mind. You're like, okay. And even that conversation is a little bit of a resolution. Sure. You the issue you because, haven't addressed. Yeah, because you're resolving to resolve. You're you're uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you know when you when you uh, another thing you can do is you can say um there's something that's really bothering me. Are you willing to talk about this right now? So you negotiate an agreement to talk about it. And if like, say you're in the middle of trying to figure out something with your gadgets and stuff, you know, Kevin, that's, you know, if you're in the middle of something, you're probably not going to want to do it right then. And then you can say, okay, well, I'm not willing to do it right now. You don't have to say, yes, I'll talk about it right now. You could say, I'm not really willing to do it right now, but how about if we do it in an hour or an hour and a half? So then you set an appointment with one another for the conflict resolution. I have too much anxiety to not solve things quickly. Me too. Like if if I like Kev, if you called me and were like, I, "T, I need to talk to you about something. It is this a good time for us to resolve it, or do you want to wait for later tonight or tomorrow?" I'd be like, "Well, no, let's it, talk about it right now." What if I said right something now. like? You did something that really upset me. Can we set aside a time next no. week to talk about no. it? There's no way you could do no. it. And I could well, I could be too. I'd well, be too I think upset. it needs to be within 24 hours. And depending on the time of day, you mm. know, if it if it if Tom came to me with something that was was I thought was going to be really big, I don't want to do it at eight o'clock at night. I would rather yeah. say, well, can it wait? For us to talk about this tomorrow so that we can sleep and we can get rest. And a lot of times your perspective, if you give yourself enough time, will change a little bit. Sure. But but it has to be negotiated and Mm -hmm. it has to be agreed upon. So I um, think that timing, that's something that I've really tried to teach my children. Timing with people is really important. Yeah. Like even them just... 
bombarding me with like, I just woke up and mom, can we, and I'm like, Hey honey, can I have five minutes? Let me get at my cup of coffee. Like I've really, t- especially Anna Prince. She's, mm-hmm. I mean, I mm-hmm. love her to death, but she's like, blow, go, let's plan, let's do, let's, do, and I'm like, hey, t- like, timing is everything. Like, mm-hmm. I remember one time we were at a baseball game, and she asked me if she could do something. I was like, well, we need to talk to, we need to talk to dad about it. It was big, you know, it was big enough that I needed to involve yeah. a, his, their dad. And so I was like, well, we need to talk to dad about it. And she goes, oh, good idea. I'll go talk to him right now. It's in the middle of the baseball game. I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is not the time. And she was like, you're right, you're right. You're right, good. Thank, thank you, mom. Thank you, mom. But it's like timing timing with with people is a really, it's something that we're probably not as sensitive as we need to be about. Is this a good time? And that's a great question to ask. Mm-hmm. Is this a good time for us to talk about mm-hmm. this? And if you ask that question and I say, no, actually, it really isn't, then you can say, well, what time would be better? Mm-hmm. So that you, so that if you feel like the other person is trying to push everything off, mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be really helpful for the person that has something that's kind of heavy in their heart or whatever mm-hmm. that they really want to talk about that will give them a little bit of relief to know that it is on the schedule. Yeah, it's coming. And not like, yeah, it has to be with, you know, I suggest always within 12 to 24 hours. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, and, and then when you do get together, if you, and, and I think that it's very important to not start your conflict resolution with you. Mm-hmm. So if you'll, and even with kids. Oh, yeah. I think that it is something that I want you to change is this, 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 or I would like to see this happen, or would you be willing to entertain this idea that I have? So rather than you're done that, you've done that, it's, if you start your conversation with I, I think, I feel, I want, and it's probably not need because we only need food and water, mm-hmm. you know. So, so if you if you do that, you've already set a diplomatic aura around the subject. Okay, what if what if I I agree with that, and uh-huh. it's something that I encourage people that I meet with to do as well. Start your sentences with I. Mm-hmm. What if, though, I am observing something in you? Let's just say I'm married to Kevin, and Kevin has been spending too much time um, working. He's just uh-huh. been working too okay. much. Okay, okay. So I, I have, I've just been thinking that you are working too much, and it's like I want you home more than you are, and I need your help more with the kids, then I'm getting, so what if I am talking about you? Is that okay? Well, I think, <laughs> I think that whole scenario that you just did is not going to be good. Okay. Because I think then they're going to come back and be like, are you kidding? Do you realize how much money it costs to run this house? Mm-hmm. I don't have time to worry or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So I think what you could do with something like that is say, hey, there's something that is really concerning me would you be willing to hear me talk about it Mm -hmm. so they've given you permission to do it and then what I will do is I'll say 
I am, let's say about them, I'm concerned about your work hours because you're working so much that I'm making up in my head that you're not maybe going to get enough time with the kids and they want your time or I'm concerned, I'm afraid you're going to get real stressed out or you're going to, you know, you're not, I'm afraid your health is going to benefit. But, but I'm, I'm talking about me, but I'm referencing the situation. So I'm not trying to criticize, like, I'm not saying you're not spending enough time with your children, mm-hmm. and, but I'm saying I am making up that your children need more of your time, mm-hmm. let's say, because that is what happens. We make up stories yep. and being able to own your own story mm-hmm. and where that comes from mm-hmm. is going to make it a lot easier for them to hear it. So if, let's say, if, let's say Tom is working too much and I'm frustrated because I don't get enough of his time and I want to talk to him, I might go in and say, hey, do you have a few minutes for us to talk about something? And if he says yes, we'll assume that he says yes. If he says no, I'll say, okay, well, if you don't have time right now, could you pick a time, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So then if I said, you know, I, I, am, I have been making up a story in my head that your work is more important than me. Mm-hmm. And when I make up that story, I make myself, feel sad mm-hmm. and angry mm-hmm. and I was wondering if there's any way that we could schedule some more time together mm-hmm. you see what I did yeah. Yeah. I'm not accusing him I'm not pointing my finger at him mm-hmm. I'm just telling him about my story mm-hmm. and then I'm making a request mm-hmm. and that's going to be much easier to hear than somebody saying you know, even you're working the, too much. You're not spending enough time with the kids or me. You, mm-hmm. yeah, you, 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 mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. and that, and that, that'll make a gigantic difference. Yeah. And then did you, or uh, did you already say at any other point? I know we talked about it before, um, the microphones were turned on, but uh-huh. then d- telling them what you want. Oh yeah. Then ask for what you want. Mm-hmm. So if they say, or asking, not uh-huh, telling. uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So then if they say, well, all right, so like, what do you want me to do? Well, what I would like to see happen is I would like for us to get together at 5.30 every night and just kind of go over our day together and talk about what we're going to do on family vacation or we can talk about your job or whatever. So you are asking for what you want. If I go in and I say, hey, I was thinking that I would really like a Lamborghini. (laughs) Would you be willing to buy me one? And Tom says, no, no Lamborghinis. (laughs) I'm not willing to do that. So then now I can start a negotiation process. Well, how about a Volvo or or I can go down that line. So you're you're negotiating a deal. But you're getting it out there. If I want a Lamborghini, I'm going to ask for one. Mm -hmm. And if I don't get it, or if they say no, then okay, I can accept that. Mm -hmm. Now, there would be be situations that would be a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. You know, if if somebody is, I don't know, going out to cocktails every night of the week with a bunch of work people that are different sexes together, Mm -hmm. if that bothers you then I think you can say, you know, I this is something that... Would bother me. Mm-hmm, it would bother me too. And I could say, you know, this is... I would really like for you 
to not go out to drinks with your work people every night. Mm -hmm. I make up in my head that you don't want to be at home. And I make up a story that those girls could be hitting on you or whatever mm -hmm. that is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so it gives you an opportunity to be pretty transparent about what it and is. And vulnerable instead and of... Very vulnerable, yeah. yes. Instead of angry or accusatory. Mm -hmm. And and one of the things that I have really encouraged couples to do is the person who hears... So the person who's bringing up the conflict, at least it's my experience, that whenever I bring up conflict with Craig, mm -hmm. whenever I have a feeling about something or I'm telling myself a story about something... Me communicating that is not easy. Oh, it's hard. Yeah, it's not easy for me. And like we teach this stuff and it's not easy. Well, it's intimacy. Into yeah. me you see and into you I see. It's like yeah. unzipping yourself from your head down to yes. your ooh. Yes, you know? yes. And cracking yourself open. Yes. And, and when you create an opportunity for somebody to see you and then they see you, it's like one of the best feelings in the world. Well, and it is the groundwork for physical and sexual intimacy. Yeah, it's so true. Is that ability to be vulnerable. Yeah, totally. And so, Very yeah, much I so. Think it, uh -huh. And so I encourage couples, okay, if I'm going to take the risk to be seen and then you meet me with, with understanding, mm -hmm. with compassion with maybe a little bit of even curiosity if you don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Ask like questions. Ask questions. That, in instead of meeting, instead of denying my reality or or defending my reality, like, I don't do that. Uh -huh. Oh, God, here we go. Then the cycle begins, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so just being met or meeting your partner with curiosity, kindness, and compassion. Well, and then if your partner says no then you have an answer yeah and then in if they're not if it's an absolute no then it's an absolute no and then you have to determine is that a deal breaker right and then right. you identify your your deal breakers mm -hmm. and that's why identifying deal breakers before you ever get married is yeah. really, really and sometimes good. that might change yeah that's in the really marriage true and then too. you say hey I know that I never, I didn't talk about this early and now mm -hmm. this is a deal breaker mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. So it helps, it cleans it up and it gives you a, a pattern for keeping your relationship strong because you're two different people and you are going to disagree. Yeah. yeah, you are. You are. You are. Even really good people disagree. And they get mad. Yeah. Or sad. Or, yeah. Or scared. Or angry. Yeah. Yeah, mad. Mad yeah. angry. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I hope you all found, we hope that you all found this very helpful. Hope you have an amazing week. Thank you for listening. Maybe Thank you. Pass it along to somebody who could use it and maybe even rate us. Go down to that little bottom and give us five stars, will ya? Please. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Bye. Have an amazing week.